just the two of us, Nick. Just two timelines. Just you and I. Just the two of us. Recording this time. Oh, there it is. It is just the two dumb dudes, the original dumb dudes. Um, but boy, it was fun last time, wasn't it? Yeah, I had a good time. If you if you haven't heard last week's, we recorded with Steph and Brad from Seeing Double Podcast, and I think it was one of our better episodes. I think it was too. We had it was just fun to to, to mix it up, mix it up. Yeah, and play some games. Yeah, uh, so we had fun. Uh, but you know, this week we're back to the normal format, and uh, hopefully we will entertain you uh, all 60 of you yeah that's right so um you know let's maybe start with what we done had watched this past week what we done had watched this past week i didn't watch a ton but i did watch some new stuff i watched the first two episodes of the netflix live action cowboy bebop series yeah i've only watched the first half of the first episode um, but what did you think, uh, having finished this, the anime series? I like both of the episodes so far. I know that there's a lot of people on the internet that don't like it, and I assumed that would be the case because anime people are snobs. Yeah, so I, I kind of expected it too. And it, <laughs> I have some friends that are like super fans that have like cosplayed it and all this kind of stuff, and they are, they do not like it, and they are, they'll let you know. Yeah, but they didn't like it before they saw it. A hundred percent convinced. And I, w- I would never believe them if they said that wasn't the case. Yeah. Like, anime people are that snobby uh, most of the time. It's just, I would never believe them, uh, their opinion. So, there's certain people with certain things I just don't don't trust their what they say as honest. I think probably I'm just going to watch it for myself, for my own opinion, you know? That's what I do in all cases, yeah. anyway. But, like... A live-action version of Cowboy Bebop was never going to be received well by by anime fans of the Cowboy Bebop. Except I'm a fan of the anime now. Uh, a, new, a recent one. Uh, and it's it's better. The anime is better. But I still like the live-action one. Yeah, you're just not going to capture the same style that you get in anime. Like, anime is so stylish and, like, can be so cool and, and, and have a certain feel. And it's going to be hard to to capture that in live action i think so i'm i don't go into it thinking well give me cowboy bebop the same thing that i felt it's it's something different yeah it's it's just it was never it was never something where i would listen to the opinions of others on anyway yeah uh the other thing i watched was amazon's wheel of time series started so they put three episodes up and then it's going to be weekly on fridays so i watched the first two episodes and it's really good so far oh great uh, I ha- I've heard some, um, well, I've only heard, had one friend that's watched some, and uh, he said it was kind of like a CW show, but I think it wasn't matching what maybe he was expecting. The, it's not anywhere close to a CW okay. show. Like, if you say that, you haven't seen a CW show. Okay, good. Well, I, I definitely want to watch it. There's a, there's a lot to watch right now. November is already getting... It's, it's overly stacked, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like I can't keep up. The practical creature effects in Wheel of Time are really good. Uh, sometimes, every once in a while, there'll be a, a CG shot where it's like, well, this is CG. But mostly, the creature shots are practical, and they look fantastic. Cool. Uh, Rosamund Pike is really good. The guy who's playing Lan is perfect. A lot of the people look like how I expected them to look, which is good uh, from the book. Uh, it's it's a little... Uh, it's a little... Uh, darker than the book 
but that is in my opinion good because the book reads like a textbook like there's no emotion at all in in it so Mm. i like i like the series uh so far cool you know i was thinking about that where uh, you have when you have a book that lacks certain things and you know i finished the three body problem trilogy um, yeah. And there's like, there's, there's absolutely no comedic relief. Like there's no comedy in it, but it was written by an engineer. And so it's like, he probably doesn't have a funny bone in his body. He's just like Chinese engineer guy. Sometimes people write like Tolkien. I love Tolkien, but those, the Lord of the Rings books are very, very dry. And so yeah. I feel like the movies are more fun to me. The, you're not wrong about that, about it, them being very dry for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And same with Wheel of Time. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, so the, I ch- I'm gonna finish that uh, first episode of Cowboy Bebop. Keep going. Uh, I'm just gonna watch that. Uh, watched the first three episodes of. I finished the first three episodes of Arcane. Love it. Still highly recommend it. Can't wait to keep watching that. And we'll then, watch. Yep. Yeah, uh, and then I watched The Eternals. I'm going to. Th- I think I'm gonna try and see that this weekend. I hope you do because I really want to talk about it with you. I'm not gonna give any spoilers. Um. Guys, I don't think I liked it. I think I didn't like it. That's weird. It seems like because it's based on the uh, maybe the second. I've just finished the Matt Fraction Hawkeye, and that's better. But it might be the second best Marvel comic I've ever read is Neil Gaiman's Eternals. Yeah, I just I think it's um, it was too much. It was uh, it was a lot of things. There's too many. Um, I think they should have done the Guardians of the Galaxy route and done only five or six. Um, only a couple of them were really interesting to me, like um, Makari, the fast one, Transmogrification Lady. Oh, Cersei? Cersei, yeah. I, I, I don't think this movie yeah. needed Superman. Icarus? Icarus. I don't think it needed Athena. Well, I can tell you already you're wrong. I know. I know you're not, you're not going to agree with me on that. Uh, it didn't need the, the kid... Sprite. Sprite. It didn't need the technology guy. Like, it, there's just, there's only a few of them were really interesting to me. I, I really only think it maybe needed five people. And it's just, it kind of, you know, it jumps around. It's, it's just kind of weird. I don't know. Like, I, it just, it did not click with me. Um, there was only like one time where I, where I kind of, my jaw kind of dropped and I was like, oh man, that was cool. And it was, Maca- it was a Macari moment. But other than that, it didn't really feel like a Marvel movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm interested to hear what you, uh, what you think once you see it. Yeah, Every, everyone listening knows we don't always line up opinion wise on things, and that's okay. Yeah, like superhero genre, it it will usually be you liking it and me not liking it more often. Because like I know you like Man of Steel and I didn't like Man of Steel, so this might be the opposite version of that. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, you might like this. You might dig it. Uh, there's just um, I didn't f- I, I I didn't feel anything watching this. Like I felt no emotions. Maybe it'll help that I read it. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. And there there's a couple of times where I go like, and it's weird because I listen to people on other podcasts talk about it, and they'll talk about like say a certain relationship, okay, and they'll be like, oh, I you know I really like this, and I was like, what are you talking about? There was nothing there. Like this there this relationship. There's nothing there. And, uh, and I'm not going to give any spoilers, but it was just like, I just don't, I don't think people saw the same movie I did almost, you know, it's, I don't know. We'll see. I'll see for myself. We'll see. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta see. I'm really curious to hear what you think. Um, so anyway, that's all I watched. 
Uh, and that brings us to the new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Not a ton this week. Nah, not a whole lot. Although this first piece of news I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, this is a, a weird one, certainly, from kind of out of nowhere. They're making a new Earthworm Jim animated series. Some of you may not even remember Earthworm Jim back from the 90s, but it was a Super Nintendo game, had real good graphics, it was real tough, it was real hard, it was a platformer, 2D platformer, real silly. Um, it was a huge hit at the time. I liked it, but I think I would like an animated series more than another game. I have no real connection to Earthworm Jim. I'd never played the original game. Uh, I I vaguely re- was there a cartoon in the nineties? Maybe. Oh, was there? I don't know. I I have a vague recollection of this, but I don't think I ever saw it. If there was, uh, but so I have very little connection to this source material here. Is this uh, Mandela Effect? Let me Google it quick. Yeah, so in 1995, there was one season of an Earthworm Jim cartoon. So this is not Mandela Effect. This It was real. Yeah, it was, this was real. So there used to be an Earthworm Jim cartoon. That is what I remember. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, well, I wonder, is this new one? I bet it'll be, like, computer animated. Probably, yeah. So that'll be fun. And then um, we have a, we have a, a, a very unexpected piece of news, to me at least, Marvel Studios is has some sort of top secret project involving none other than Scar Joe. Yeah, so Kevin Feige defended her publicly during her lawsuit thing, so she's still on real good terms with him, and so she and him are working on something in secret now. It's uh I this article here says it's not Black Widow related. Uh so I have no idea what this could possibly be. Do you think something that she's in, or is she going to produce it, or what is this? She's a producer. I wonder if she'll be in it in some way. Maybe they're making a, a Yelena movie or something, and she's an EP on it. Hmm. I have no idea what it could possibly be. I'm going to be following this news closely, because this is really intriguing to me. Yeah, I want to... Well, I'm sure that we got this covered, and Giant Freaking Robot will post 850,000 articles about what it is. And you know that's right. (laughs) Yeah, all right. With the absolute confidence that they're correct, based on absolutely nothing. And that's a for sure right on. None of those will be helpful. (laughs) But we'll figure out what it is eventually. All right, so that's all the new news. uh, And that brings us to the new new. New new. Uh, Nick's a horse. New, 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 new. Trailers, folks. We have an Adele ten. An Adele teen. An Adele teen. <laughs> and uh, we are actually going to start this off with a retro trailer. Yeah, that's right. We're gonna. I think I want to keep doing this weekly. This one. This is fun going back. So I got to choose the retro trailer this week, and I chose Tron Legacy. So we're biased. We love this movie, but that's because we we're smart and good. And uh, Tron Legacy is the 2010 sequel to Disney's Tron from the 80s. And Tron Legacy is a very, very good movie. And this trailer is fantastic. It Not only is uh, Joseph Kaczynski the best at setting tone 
he's so good at it that even a small tiny bit of the movie in the trailer form sets the complete tone of the movie for you it absolutely does it's got the music from the movie it wasn't some pop song that they took and and changed a bit to make a trailer no this is straight from the movie and they don't give away too much it's just showing you this is the feel this is how it feels this is how it looks and it made me want to see it there's some sort of like weird otherworldly urgency to the way he makes this movie feel and and oblivion as well uh with the music and the and the way the people act and talk it's just so good uh if you haven't if you haven't ever seen the or you don't remember the Tron Legacy trailer, if you watch it, you will and and you like Tron Legacy like us, you will have to watch the movie because I, now I have a deep need to watch Tron Legacy. And I just realized I need to watch it on my new TV. Oh yeah, definitely. Me too on mine. I wonder if it's in 4K because I have it on Blu-ray, but I don't have it in 4K. That's one of those movies that it's worth owning on both. It's it's worth owning owning in every form. Yeah, I have a little uh, on my desk. I have a little Cora. From Look at Tron, that. from I think she goes to some video game, uh, Disney Infinity, but oh, I just yeah. wanted it because I like that character. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's great, and you know the the uh, the style of this trailer, the way that they did it, is very modern. This was eleven years ago, but the it's very modern style. Yeah, it's it's there's no voiceover. It's all from the movie. It's set pretty much by the music from the movie. Uh, the greatness of the visuals is is in there. Little clips, little snippets from throughout. It's just very good. There wasn't also wasn't any like um, narration with just words on the screen. You know. Yeah, it was just it was all established through dialogue and 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 showing, not telling. Yeah, I just try to put myself in the in my in the shoes of having never seen it before. And like just trying to picture what it was like seeing it, and man, it was it's awesome. There's people that don't like this movie, and I truly don't understand how you cannot like this movie. I don't understand it. It's so good. It's it's so good. It's in my like probably my top five. Yeah, it's it's top ten for sure. In to- and in setting tones, it, it's probably number one. Yeah. Oh gosh, it, it transports you, doesn't it? Yeah, hundred um, percent. All right. So the next trailer. This is new. Um, it's being the Ricardos. Yeah, so this is a movie about I Love Lucy. So it's it follows Lucy and Desi as they face a crisis that could end their careers and another that could end their marriage. So this stars Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball. We have Javier Bardem as Desi Arnaz. Uh, J.K. Simmons as William Frawley, Fred. Uh, Nina Arianda as Vivian Vance, who was Ethel in I Love Lucy. This is a stat cast. We got Tony Hale. We got uh, Alia Shawkat is in this. Uh, all those guys that I just mentioned. Uh, so yeah, cast looks great. Personally, I really like I Love Lucy, the old show. I think it's very funny. But that makes me not want to watch this because this is going to be like a weird, depressing, like behind the scenes thing. And I feel like I would rather just enjoy the happy fake TV life. <laughs> I think you're right. I mean, we all know we all know how this turned out in real life. Yeah. My one, I'm wondering if they're going to go into how influential um, Desi Arnaz was, um, on, you know, for syndicated. He basically invented syndicated television. Yeah, and they were like they were the first people to do a lot of things on on TV in this show. Yep, sleep in the same bed, and I also think 
it was either this or something else. The first like toilet flushing on TV was might have been this show. <laughs> Javier Bardem is a there, weird choice for Desi Arnaz, I think. I I don't know. He doesn't really look like him, but the accent he can do, and he's got the chops, the acting chops. Or he, uh, yeah, re- he hundred percent has the acting chops. Yeah, I really was actually impressed with um, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman, jeez. I was actually really impressed with Nicole Kidman. Her voice sounds a lot like Lucy. Oh, 100%. Yeah, she was real good. I I just thought she did did great. I honestly Um, wouldn't have known it was Nicole Kidman if I didn't. Like, just from watching this, if it never said her name, I don't think I would have known. Oh, really? This is a stacked cast, man. Um, Clark Gregg. Clark Gregg, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, yeah, this. I want to see her in one of those like uh, bandana how they did in the fifties, you know. Uh-huh. Hopefully, I, I'm sure she'll have a lot of different costumes. But I, on the IMDb page, in one of the still images, she's wearing one of those, so that's going to happen. That's great. Uh, you know, I, part of me wants to see this, but yeah, I, I think the part of me that doesn't is the exact for the exact same reason that you don't. Yeah, I'd rather watch the series, which is lighthearted and fun. <laughs> yeah. So we'll let you know if we end up watching this. Is this a is this coming out in theaters or is this going to be on something? I streaming? just closed the IMDb tab. <laughs> well, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, all right. So the next trailer here is Fortress. Fortress. This is a free Bruce Willis movie. Uh, Bruce Willis. It says a group of criminals hell bent on revenge forces a retired officer and his son to save the day. So we have Bruce Willis and Chad Michael Murray. Two people who will be in whatever is handed to them. Uh, this looks real, real bad. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I got a question for you. Uh-huh. When this trailer first started and you saw Bruce Willis before the music or anything started, were you? did you go, oh, I wonder if Bruce Willis is going to do like a, maybe a contemplative piece where there's not you know guns a-blazing and he's either the bad guy or the good guy. You know, it's, it's, it's a movie where he's going to act and then nope like maybe 15 seconds in the first gunshot happens <laughs> yeah like okay i was thrown I, I sort of expected something bad from the title being fortress but this is uh, he, what did he do did he do something like where he has to make a lot of payments or is he I, he just he's not enjoying himself or his life i have a theory so we we have we have before called him like a working actor uh-huh. right I, I, here's my theory. I think these kind of movies, the parts that have him in it, that, that he films only takes one week. And he has it in his contract that he has to have all of his bits filmed within a one-week time span. So, so one he take. doesn't have one take. Yeah. So he doesn't have to give up more than a week of his life to do these booger movies. That's my theory. I suppose a week... Of booger work for however much money they're paying them is probably worth it, and I would also do it were I an actor. Oh, I would a hundred percent do it. Can you imagine getting like, like I don't know, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for one week of work? I mean, are you kidding? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I guess. But it's still like, I understand it from that perspective. But it, he looks like he doesn't look like he's enjoying his life with the with what he's getting. Maybe. I don't know. This this is really bad. And I want to say this. I really hate the sound effects in this trailer. Like, I hate 
them. There are these GoldenEye 64 silenced gunshot sounds throughout, and it is, it's it's awful. Like, I can do better than this. I guarantee you I can do better than this. Yeah, silencers don't sound like that. They don't. I mean, it, it's... It's awful. It, it, and not just those sound effects, but just really all the sound effects in this trailer. It, if you want to hear what it sounds like, go and torture yourself and go watch this trailer. But They were probably in like the After Effects package that came with the After Effects editing software they used on this movie. They probably used our technique and go onto YouTube and record a video, an MP3 off of YouTube and then cut it down. And, That's and 100% what they did, yeah. <laughs> they used Audacity. Yep. They had the Audacity. They had the audacity. So that it's this is terrible. Let's move on. Uh, this is a good, good trailer. This is Spider-Man No Way Home. And oh my goodness. This is basically the meat of the week here. This is the reason for doing the podcast this week is Spider-Man No Way Home. So uh, we're going to gush over this, but I want to start out with a criticism. Okay. Some of the CGI in this doesn't look up to par. Are you talking Jamie Foxx? talking jamie fox i'm talking about the when they when you have the sinister couple of the sinister six guys on screen like lizard and stuff uh-huh. like on the on the scaffolding or whatever it's like this looks kind of rubbery uh i don't know there's one real bad shot of jamie fox where it, it super looks cg uh but you have to you have we have to also acknowledge that they're editing the heck out of this for the trailer did you see the the shot of of the lizard from the Brazilian Spider-Man No Way Home trailer? No. Okay, so there's a Brazilian... The Brazilian one forgot to change some stuff. So when they're when they're leaping at each other in the construction site, we have Electro on top, we have somebody in the middle, I forget, it was a Sandman or Green Goblin or whatever, and then at the bottom is the lizard. And uh, Tom Holland is in the middle going towards the middle guy. And at the top, no one is going towards Electro and no one is going towards the lizard. However, in the Brazilian cut of this trailer, they did not change the lizard, so he reacts very violently to being punched or kicked in the face from no one. Uh, so someone, uh, possibly a uh, another Spider-Man, has been edited out of this trailer very clearly, and this is not this is not speculation. This is the official Marvel released Brazilian trailer. Very, very, very clearly edited out. Okay, theory is either Miles Morales or one of the old Spider-Men. I think it's going to be one of the old Spider-Men. And and there's another thing I think as well. There's a shot where uh, Zendaya is falling off of the the construction site, which is it doesn't look it doesn't look good, by the way. Yeah, well, it's mirroring Gwen Stacy falling off uh, in yeah. Amazing Spider-Man Two, and I believe that she will be saved by Andrew Garfield because he was not able to save Gwen Stacy in his movie. And also they forgot to change the color of his palm back from blue to black because the advanced integrated suit that Peter's wearing has black palms and the hand that reaches for her has a blue palm and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man suit has blue palms. He's in it. Yes. Uh, he's in it. He's in it. Uh, also, the video, there was a, a leak video a couple months ago of Andrew Garfield hanging on a construction site thing, talking. And he was like, that's fake. It's a deep fake. And this guy on YouTube was like, it is a deep fake. I made it. Here's how. But Corridor Digital took his video of how he explained it. And Corridor Digital are experts at deep fake technology. So Nico Perringer basically went through it and explained how the settings he shows on his computer don't say, don't do what he's saying they do, 
and it isn't a deep fake. He goes, he goes, if this is a deep fake, this guy would work for the deep state because it's that good. It's not, he's like, this isn't how deep fakes work. Uh, this is real. So they're in it and they edited them out and they forgot to edit out <laughs> the lizard reacting to being kicked in the face in the Brazilian trailer. How funny. Do you think we're going to see Miles Morales in this? I think we're going to see Miles Morales very soon. I don't know if it'll be in this. I, he's going to pop up. They mentioned him in uh, Homecoming uh, because Donald Glover said he has a nephew that lives in town and he was playing Prowler. I don't know when he's going to come in, but he will. But this one's definitely going to have Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in it. I'm 100% yeah. convinced. Also, it was really cool to hear Willem Dafoe talk in this trailer. Okay, I, that's this is what I want to talk about. We we love to quote. It's no secret we love to quote Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. And you know we're we are many years removed from a lot of comic book movies at this point. You know, and when I look back, I one thousand percent love Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin and his performance in in that villain. I just I have very warm fond feelings. And memories of it. I just recently watched Spider-Man One because I oh did yeah, you? I got them on 4K, so I watched Spider-Man One. I'm gonna watch Spider-Man Two, uh, but it holds up very very well, especially Green Goblin. The only thing that doesn't hold up for me is that Harry is such a bad friend, and I forgot this. I didn't re- I realize it. Nothing he does is like I would not be friends with this guy. He's not a good friend. Who who plays Harry Osborn in it? James uh, Franco. Fran- Franco. That's it. Yeah. It was almost Jack Black. What? Yeah, Jack Black almost had it. Somebody else too, but I don't remember the other person. Oh, Bill Hader. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. I would have. Uh, I think they would have preferred going that route with James Franco being pretty much out now. He's gone. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of who I could. Who you? Who I would have cast as Harry? I don't know. I think that. Uh, I think Bill Hader would be a good Green Goblin or Hobgoblin. Some kind of villain. I would love for him to be a Spider-Man villain. That could work, yeah. Mm-hmm. That could work. I mean, this is Sinister Six, right? We're gonna yeah, have they're setting Six. up Sinister Six. Yeah, uh, I just, but I, really, I just care about Green Goblin. Like, he's just... I can't wait to see Green Goblin. Yeah, me too. And Dr. Octopus, he's great also. Oh, yeah, Dr. Octopus is great. Yeah. I have a theory about him. So there's some shots where he has... He grabs onto the Iron Spider suit, and it... Either he like vacuums up the nanotech or it like crawls onto him because his tentacles have red and gold on them suddenly. So he's got some sort of nanotech iron spider suit stuff on his tentacles. And I'm wondering if maybe the, the Stark AI will fix his inhibitor chip and he'll be a good guy for part of the movie. Oh, well, yeah, that scene where they're talking to him, he doesn't look like he's about to attack him. So, yeah, I wonder if he will. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that will happen in some some shape or form do you think we'll see any other marvel characters in this besides spider-man folk i think uh and and dr strange i mean no i think they're i think all the surprises will be spider-man character based okay okay well i can't wait for this uh is this come out this month or next is it december December 17th okay great so it's like a christmas christmas movie yep can't wait. Um, all right. So, oh, the other. Oh, one more thing. Just one more thing. Yep. The, the scene where they're swinging through the the power lines that mm-hmm. looks like it's from Into the Spider Verse. It does. Yeah. This whole plot is sort of similar to Into the Spider Verse because people. That's what people want. People want a Spider Verse. Yeah. I mean, I do. Heck. Me too. Uh, 
they they proved it can work in that movie for sure. 100%. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the next trailer here. This is really just a teaser trailer, but it's for Halo on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, so this is Halo. It's an adaptation of Halo uh, starring Pablo Schreiber, who is Leif Schreiber's brother, and he played uh, Mad Sweeney in American Gods. It also has Jen Taylor as Cortana, who I think, is she Cortana in the game? I don't know. She is. Yeah. So oh. Jen Taylor is Cortana and she's Cortana in the game, which is a wise choice because why would you not use a professional voice actor who voiced an AI character for yeah, that she AI does, she did great. She did great in the game, too. Yeah, she's great. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine is in this. I love him. He was Shocker in Spider-Man Homecoming and he's in a lot of other good stuff like he's in uh, uh, Fargo, the series. There's a lot of people I don't know in this series, but I... I desperately want to watch this because, A, the suit looks perfect. Like, he's dressed as Master Chief. And I like Halo. You know, I like Halo, too. I'm not a Halo fan, but I've spent many an hour playing Halo, especially Halo 2 back in the day. I got pretty good on the multiplayer on that. I would say the same. That's how I feel about Halo as well. Yeah, but I will say back in the day, I wanted a live-action Halo more than just about anything, you know. I just thought it would lend itself really cool to being on the big screen. I agree, and I and I think it was good that they waited until now because the effects will be better. Yeah, and everything that we've seen up to this point on Halo, like any kind of live action stuff, hasn't actually had the Halo in it. You know, uh huh. It's been small scale type type stuff. Yeah, I want to see a real a real attempt at at this Halo adaptation. Yeah, and I still I still maintain that the best video game trailer of all time is the 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 miniature where the the battle yep and at the end master chief raises his head and that with the glowing uh grenade i saw that miniature in real life i know you did i'm jealous <laughs> yeah all right so next up we have nightmare alley this is the second trailer yeah we had a teaser for this before the plot is an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is and she, of course, is Kate Blanchett. He is Bradley Cooper. This also has Willem Dafoe, Rooney Mara, Mary Steenburgen, Ron Perlman. Obviously, it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. Uh, so, yeah, the cast is stacked in this. Uh, the the f- cinematography is gorgeous. Oh, it really is. That Art Deco, Guillermo del Toro, natural lighting. Whew. Yeah, it's, it's killer. The way it's shot, the way it looks. Um, this is a, a scary greatest showman. <laughs> yes that is (laughs) caught me off guard that is exactly what it is (laughs) yeah this is scary greatest showman but i'll watch this oh me too uh i hope it's not sometimes guillermo del toro just is a little too weird for me where i i will shy away from from it a little but sometimes he's like gets in that awesome pan's labyrinth level and i'm i'm here for it see i almost think pan's labyrinth was almost a little too weird for me it's borderline for sure but it it's not as weird like the one for me is shape of water is too weird i hate it oh right right yeah that we've we we do we know that pan's (laughs) labyrinth is as far as i can go i don't want to go any further well this has a really cool look is this the 1930s um it appears to be it's like the 30s or 20s or something sometime around then really cool though really cool i like i like the way this looks yeah me too so that looks good um next up we've got pam and tommy 
Yeah, so this is a series on Hulu, like a short series. And it follows the story of Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee. It says, follows the story of their relationship going back to their whirlwind romance that started with them marrying after knowing each other for 96 hours in 1995. A good choice made by them. (laughs) (laughs) This is... Uh, starring Lily James and Sebastian Stan, Nick Offerman, and Seth Rogen. And it's by the guy who made I, Tanya. I never saw I, Tanya, but you've seen it? Yeah, I, Tanya is a million times better than it should be. It's a really, really good movie about something I don't care about at all. So that's the... Like, Pam and Tommy, there's 0% chance that I would be interested in this because I don't care about either of those people or anything they have ever done. Yeah. But that... That I Tanya is the same thing. I don't care about Tanya Harding. I don't like her. I don't. I'm not interested in her. But that movie was so good. I'm exact same same way. I I don't care about these people. I, I remember them. I was never really like into Pam Anderson. Like never. But but I will say this. Um, I got a huge crush on Lily James. Like oh my gosh. Yeah. So I actually think that Lily James they they made her look worse than she really does yes agreed this and uh uh same with sebastian stan but uh i don't think that's a i don't think that's a controversial opinion to take no that look i don't like that look yeah i don't either lily james natural look is a hundred times better yeah yeah but but it's like you can't make lily james look ugly unless you just put like you know scars guard prosthesis on him you know like uh the heart baron Harkin, you know <laughs> yeah i really liked her in, in baby driver so when i when i see her as pam anderson it's i just want to i want to be like be deborah from baby driver instead <laughs> i don't know are you gonna watch this i will only watch this if i'm told it's good uh it's the same thing that with i tanya steph told me it was good and i was like well that doesn't sound like it's true but then i watched it and it really really was good uh it, it I, Tanya felt like an Adam McKay movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to Adam McKay in a little bit. Yep. Uh, right now, we're going to talk about the uh, tr- second trailer for Turning Red. This is that Pixar movie. Yeah. A 13-year-old girl turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited. So, basically, it's the Hulk, uh, but she's a red panda. Jess said there's an anime or something called Fruits Basket that it reminded her of. I don't know what that is or if it's accurate. I know that. I've heard of it. This looks fun. It's a Pixar movie. Uh, the animation is good because it's Pixar. It doesn't look like the old-fashioned Pixar. It looks like a cross between, like, Pix- like kind of like Luca, where it's like almost like Wallace and Gromity, like Ardman mixed with Pixar. Yeah, I agree. It was uh, Luca Disney, or was that Disney? No, that one was Pixar. Oh, so okay, so Pixar's like pumping them out then. Yeah, a lot faster than they used to. Yeah, a lot faster. I guess uh, processing time is uh, faster. This, uh, some of the physical comedy in this is great. Yeah, it looks like it's fun. Uh, I also like that that her parents like know about it, and it's not just going to be a very predictable her trying to hide her transformations movie, which is what I expected it would be. So they've defied my expectations. This is like a curse or some sort of family family inherited thing where you turn into a giant red panda when you're embarrassed. So uh, this this kid, uh, my kids are going to want to see this, but we'll probably just wait till it comes out on Disney Plus. Yeah, uh, this is one that I'll probably watch on Disney Plus at some point. Yeah, at some point. 
Uh, next trailer we got here is Don't Look Up. This is probably my second favorite one of the week. Yeah. Uh, this is an Adam McKay movie. Uh, all of his movies are good. Two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. This it has not happened yet. It very, it very well could happen in the future, and that's mm-hmm. the way they kind of present this. And it, it, they present this as over the top, like the way this is filmed is like the reactions of people and the situations are over the top. But you know what? Like after the past two years, this is probably realistic. Yeah, the morning show scene in this trailer, especially, where yes. Jennifer Lawrence is like, we're all going to die. And they're like, well, will it blow up my ex-wife's house? <laughs> like, 100% how it would be. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's it's maddening. I, and I wonder, like, is uh, is a lot of this movie just going to be maddening where you're just like, would somebody believe these people? It looks like it has the same energy as Big Short, which is, in my opinion, his best movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it has... A humongously stacked cast. This is a good week for Ron Perlman, who's in this. Timothy Chalamet, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Melanie Linsky from Over the Garden Wall, Kate Blanchett again, Jonah Hill, Meryl Streep, Ariana Grande, Mark Rylance. Man, I've heard of everyone in this. And Michael Chiklis, where's he been? Yeah, this this has Leonardo DiCaprio uh, looking like if he didn't have money and he was just a, like a regular Joe. Yeah, this is the most normal he's ever looked. Yeah, this is middle class Leonardo DiCaprio. He looks like a slightly older Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this I I do want to see this. I 100%. This is a Netflix movie too, so easy oh, to watch. It? Yeah. I, oh jeez. It comes out uh, December 4th or 24th, so pretty much Christmas Eve it comes out. And by Christmas that I mean exactly Eve. Christmas Eve, December 24th, 2021 on Netflix. Okay. So we'll check that out over the holidays. Um, then the final trailer, the Adele Teenth trailer that we have is Lake Michigan Monster. Now talk to us about this one, Nick. So this one is a sponsored segment uh, from Derek who wanted us to talk about this. So hello, Derek. Thank you for providing $10 for us to talk about Lake Michigan Monster. Lake Michigan Monster is a movie. It's an older movie. It's from 2018. It's an eccentric ship captain and a crew of specialists plot revenge against the most mysterious creature of the deep, the Lake Michigan monster. Now, I live on Lake Michigan. <laughs> it is literally three minutes from my house. Uh, there is no lore of a Lake Michigan monster. This is not a thing. So they had to make their own, and it looks like they had a really good time doing so. <laughs> it does. What do, what do you think is the biggest creature that lives in Lake Michigan? Um, lake trout, probably. Some kind of salmon. So not very big. No. There's salmon in there, because when the spawning happens, they all swim in this little channel off Lake Michigan and Port Washington, and they die in the stream, and it smells terrible in the town for a week. Uh, So if the monster is those, then maybe. But this movie looks like... I think it's probably a student film, or it's it's the budget of, of one yeah and but these guys are having fun with it they're it's black and white they're doing all these weird like old old looking shots that remind me of the life aquatic steve zisu show shots uh from the wes anderson movie uh each each of the characters has some weird trait like the captain looks like an old sea captain then there's like a guy who throws knives (laughs) and it's just really weird it's a really weird looking movie yeah 
uh, there's like 1950s puppet effects and it just looks great. And it's on Amazon Prime and I think I'm going to watch it this week. <laughs> yeah, it said it was at the end of the trailer. I think it said it was exclusive on the Arrow video channel and I was, I'd never heard of that. That I think must be some sort of Mandela effect streaming service or one that died faster than Quibi. But it is <laughs> it is on uh, uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, the trailer compared it to John Waters' <laughs> early works, which is pretty interesting. I like John Waters. Uh, he inspired Fred Armisen, so based on that alone, he's he's a great addition to the Earth. But yeah, this movie looks really really strange. Very strange. It's black and white too, isn't it? Yeah, black and white. On purpose. Uh, yeah. Ben, if you if you were going to make a movie about a Great Lakes monster and you lived up here, would you try and make a serious movie or would you take your friends and make something dumb like this? I would definitely not make it serious. <laughs> yeah. I think that this is probably the best choice for like a... If you're, if you're only able to make a low-budget movie and you have like a student film budget, I think going over the top and making it hyper stylized in a bizarre way is is your best chance of making something that might actually stick in the in the cult zeitgeist rather than trying to make a serious movie yeah you you almost can't make a serious movie about something like that unless it was like a kaiju that would be the only way you could do it yeah i don't think this is a kaiju i think it's just going to be some sort of creature of the black lagoon dr z suit oh it'll absolutely be that yeah well, uh, is Derek, is he excited about this? Does he want to watch this, or has he watched it? I believe he watched it. Let me read the text that I got from him, because it was kind of funny. I get a text that says, Nick, period. And I said, Derek. He said, do you have 78 minutes to spare at some point in the near future? And I said, yes, I have off next week. And he said, excellent. And I said, to what am I applying these minutes? He said, you got to check out Lake Michigan Monster on Amazon. It's 12 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> And then he said, if, "He said, despite not having a Patreon, if you cover the trailer on this week's episode, I'll send you $10. So I said, it's on the list. And then I immediately received $10 via Zell. And that's a for show right on. Well, true to form, we're talking about it. It's on the list. We'll talk about it. Yep. And it was very good. All right. Well, that's, uh, that about does it uh, for the new, new trailers. And uh, ain't got no trailer mailers. Nope. Uh, we, did, we played a game last week, so we don't have any trailer mailers. But if you want to mail us, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. You can follow us and should follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast. If you want new episode drop updates, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. Uh, Do not try and contact us there. We will not and never will check the notifications. If you want to be an extra generous uh, Lake Michigan monster, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. And that is the best way for us to gain traction. If you do such a, a generous act, Quick Mickey is here to tell you what happens. Well, I'll tell you what. If you go down to five-star rating, we're going to plant the seed, baby. Of a plant? No, baby. We're going to plant the seed to grow a monster, a real one. And like Michigan, and I won't do that personally because I don't. I live pretty good wife to wife from that place, but Nick lives pretty close. Well, he's like about three minutes. Three minutes, yeah. Yeah, so he can go. He goes slow to see. Maybe he gets like one of them sea monkeys. You know, one of them little kits, and he throws that in there, and you never know what's gonna happen. And maybe like 
a goldfish, you know, it, it grows to the size of the pond. Well, if the size of the pond is Lake Michigan, you're going to have a sea monkey the size of a, I don't know, like a Buick or like maybe an 18-wheeler or maybe a building. I don't know. I'm not a man of math. Sweet Mickey is not known for his mathematical skills. But we're just going to at least give it a try, and you never know unless you try. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Quick Mickey. And that's a setup. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Quick Mickey, for that effervescent, reticulated, and resplendent speech, as always. For the trailer, Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I uh, have an otherworldly urgency as directed by Joseph Kaczynski. Happy trailers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I'm here to stop the usage of GoldenEye 64 silenced gunshots in all movies. Happy trailers. to the video games one quarter portion of the show folks uh we actually have played video games yes i am on chapter 12 of guardians of the galaxy now i think i'm nearing the end and i don't want to because it's so good you're loving it it's very very good i like the character designs i like the way they're written especially like these characters are written very very well there's a couple moments that i wish were in the mcu they're that good I like the gameplay. I like that it's linear. It's not open world. So it's like, it reminds me of Arkham Asylum mixed with Mass Effect mixed with like a telltale sort of remembering system where people remember how you treat them. It's just fantastic. And also they just added ray tracing for the PS5 and it fixed how Gamora's hair looks. So now it's just everything about it is great. Well, that sounds awesome. Are you liking it better than Avengers? Oh, it's way better. It's way better. Okay. Yeah. Way better. Okay. Is it made by the same studio or no? It's made by Square, but I don't know if the same people worked on it. Okay. This okay. is one of the best games I've played in the past decade. Like, oh, it's wow. extremely Dang. good. Well, you know, I can play it, and you want to know why? Why is that? How? Because I got a PS5. How did you get a PS5? Oh, wouldn't you like to know, Nicholas? <laughs> Uh, so Nick, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. Maybe we did. I'd love to go back. Maybe I can go back and find it and put the clip in here when we talked about it. But you had mentioned that, uh, or you had sent me like, Hey, you can sign up for this PlayStation plus thing and potentially get the chance to buy a PS five, which is like the weirdest thing. Um, so it's not like a sweet stakes where you, you know, you win one though. You get, you win a chance to buy one. So I submitted that, and I mean, gosh, how many months ago was that? It was probably three or four months ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. It was a comicbook.com article I texted you. That's what it was, yeah. And so I did it, and, you know, not expecting anything. Well, lo and behold, like, the beginning of this week, like Sunday, I got a I got an email that's like, you've been selected to participate in this opportunity to buy a PS4, and you're still not guaranteed to get one. <laughs> you, can, you can still try. And I was like, okay. So I, you know, I did the thing and I got in the queue on this is like, I don't know. I can't remember what day it was, but I got in the queue and uh, I was like, your time is here. 
click here to buy one. And I was like, okay. And so I did. And now I, I came, I got it today. So I've got one and uh, I'm going to be playing Ghost of Tsushima. I'm going to be playing Battlefield 2042 and I'll be playing Gardens of the Galaxy. Those are the three games I want to play. What can I say except you're welcome for the PS5 that you're going to play. <laughs> Thanks to Nick. I, I do uh, appreciate a heads, a heads up like that. That's what friends are for, you know, uh, good info and good times. I have successfully helped four people get PS5s. You you have. You mm-hmm. really have. You're you're what do we call you like the PS5 broker or the Sony yeah, broker? Jess and I together have have done this. You're the PS5 shadow broker. <laughs> although we we do we, we know who you are. So you're not the shadow broker. Uh, maybe my identity is false. Uh-huh. This whole time. This whole the whole time. So I uh, I've only been playing stuff on um, on Stadia this past week. I've been playing Riders Republic. I'm getting a little bit better. Uh, I've kind of figured out how to do the trick system, and I like it okay. I like it a little bit better now that I've got a little bit better handle on it. Um, and the, definitely the best parts of this game are is the wingsuit, the snowboarding, and the and the freestyle skiing. Uh, everything else is just okay. The uh, the jetpack. You'd think the jetpack would be more fun than the wingsuit. It's not. I would actually think the wingsuit would be the most fun. Yeah, the wingsuit is really cool. And you can do third person or first person with a wingsuit. And so it's about as close as you, you're going to get. Unless, you, I guess you can somehow do it in VR. But um, wingsuit diving is like the ultimate thrill to me. That and scuba diving are like the ultimates. I'm too scared to scuba dive. Are you, would you get claustrophobic, you think? No, I'm far? scared of the ocean. I could oh, do it in a lake. Okay. That's interesting, but I, so I've been so I've been playing that. But I also started playing Control. Finally, I've been wanting to play it for the longest time. Jess has started this, but then she she was like, "It's not the right time to play it," so she stopped. She wants to play it still, but we have it. It's real creepy because I play it at night, you know. Yeah. It like, and I'm the only person awake in the house. It's real creepy. Yeah, she said it has to be played in the dark. That's what she was saying. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's good though. It controls good, and it's real weird, and it's uh, it kind of has uh, like Twin Peaks kind of vibes to it a little bit. Well, I'm sold now. That's all it took for me. Yeah, it's that kind of weird, like Twilight Zone, Twin Peaks, that kind of stuff. Maybe I'll play that after I beat Guardians. Yeah, you should you should try it. I mean, it's all third person. You you know you. Oh, wait, is it third person? Yeah, know. it's third person. Yeah, it sure is. Guardians is third yeah, so, person. Well, there you go. So, yeah, so I've been playing that, and I'll, I'll definitely continue to play both of those uh, along with whatever I get for the PS5. Um, oh, Persona 5 is free when I got the PS5. I got So I got Persona 5. Oh, nice. So I, I want to play that, too. I don't know that I'll ever have time. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, don't, do we, we don't have any new news, do we? No, we only have one trailer, and it's my cousin sent me this, David, and this is the weirdest game ever he sent it via text and he said what is the weirdest game of all time nope you're wrong it's an asymmetrical dragon ball horror game (laughs) this is so weird it's it's asymmetrical so if you don't know what that means it means that you've got a human that's playing like a bad guy that's like real strong and then the rest of the people are playing weaker folk and have to team together to try to either beat the bad guy or get away from him or her and in this case, the bad guy is Cell uh, and Perfect Cell and all the you know, all the versions of Cell. Yep. And you're just like townsfolk and this and the pig that can like shapeshift. Oolong. Oolong, that's it. That's it. I couldn't remember that that thing's name. And Bulma is in there too. Yeah, Bulma's in there, and, it, and it's like you're they're like cowering behind rocks and buildings and shaking. And you have to run away and like shoot rocket launchers at Cell. And I imagine that as Cell 
like vacuums up people like he does you know like uh-huh. as he captures the other players he becomes closer to perfect cell so i imagine yeah, you're trying like. to avoid him reaching perfect cell status while hiding from it's really weird it's a really, it's really weird, weird game i th- this is not something that you would ever have thought would be made or exist yeah and it maybe shouldn't but but if it does maybe it's for a reason i don't know it's really really weird this is the weirdest game i've ever seen Speaking of Japanese games, though, I, you know what I think I'm going to buy, Nick? What? I, I think I'm going to buy that that Gundam game that we saw, that we t- that we talked about. This is, God, this is months ago, but it had the, the Japanese guy screaming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Endless screaming. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw, I watched that trailer again, and I was like, you know what? I kind of want to play this. After watching all the Gundam stuff I've been watching, I kind of want to play it. Yeah, it tracks with all the Gundam stuff you've been doing that you would want to play a game based on it. Yeah, and I don't, but I don't want to pay sixty bucks for it. Like I need it to be about twenty, thirty bucks. Yeah, that's the right price. I bet it's not sixty bucks to start. Is it? Hope I don't know. Hopefully not. Maybe I can find a disc on like eBay for cheap. Do it. Maybe I will. Uh, I do. I do. I do need to check if it will run on the PS5 though. If not, I'll have to buy it digitally because it's a PS4 game. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. All right. You got anything else? Uh, not a thing. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, for the Trailer Blazers, I'm Ben Moon, and I've got a new type movie to see. New playable movie to see. And I'm, I am Nick Kelly, and I am a linear game like Arkham Asylum. Happy trailers. They're in it, and they edited them out, and they forgot to edit out. Our Megadon.